Thank you for joining us wherever you are. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Old Ways Actual Play Team. This actual play uses the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu tabletop role-playing game rules by Chaosium. This actual play is performed by adults and in an adult setting. While we try very hard to stick to language for all ages, listeners should know that this podcast may include mature themes. All content, including names, places, events, companies, and etc., which may bear resemblance to entities living or dead, is strictly coincidental. My name is Michael Diamond, and for tonight's game, I will be your keeper. Previously, on the Old Ways Podcast... Thank you for joining us again for another episode of the Old Ways Podcast. I am your keeper, Keeper Michael, and we are in the thick of it tonight at the residence of Erica Carlisle, just north of New York City. And the investigators have been beset upon by a group of angry and nasty cultists who have come to exact their revenge on them for some terrible thing they may or may not have done in the past. Uh, but because it's important that you know who we're dealing with. And we're going to introduce our cast in a second. Uh, and then you can maybe get to know what's going to happen next uh, during our NYC finale. Uh, so to my virtual right. Uh, yeah, it's Lonnie. I'm playing uh, Lawrence Edward Oliver Forsyth. And uh, yeah, um, I may have uh, made a bad decision. <laughs> Life is full of bad decisions. Uh, to his right. <laughs> I'm Morgan. I play Lillian Lane, and um, she was running for her life into the house when we last saw her. Running for her, running for your life is always an investigator option. Trust me. Uh, at the end of the table. This is Jake. I'm playing Jack Doyle. So anyways, I just started blasting. Yes, you just started blasting. Uh, another effective uh, method. Uh, and then to his right. James, I'll be playing Dr. Sigmund Tartenbach, who is currently playing with smoke and fire. Mm. Uh, and last, and most certainly not least, uh, Tiffany playing Maeve O'Shea, and um, I'm hiding. Another effective strategy. So as we open the curtain tonight, the investigators just experienced, some of them anyway, experienced something absolutely dreadful. At this luxurious party that Erica Carlisle had put on for the solar eclipse. Um, they witnessed a group of angry weapon wielding knife wielding cultists spring out of the bushes and down the courtyard, uh, flanked by, uh, the hedges 
The investigators were hemmed into a restrictive area where they've managed to, to fight off some of them as they've come uh, towards the uh, towards the fountain end that they're at. Uh, and then at the far end of the courtyard, they watched their former uh, contact in the New York Police Department, Lieutenant Martin Poole, be uh, have his guts ripped out by a man uh, who had him under his grasp with dark-skinned African man. And in the remnants of the of Martin's life force, a black, oily, worm-like creature sprang forth out of his chest and let loose a horrifying roar. Uh, and even though it is still cloaked in darkness, some of the investigators, those in the forefront, have begun to make out its strange and twisting shape. And so what I'd like to do for our more two upfront investigators, uh, Dr. Tottenbach and Lawrence, of course, is I would like them to make me a sanity roll. Oh, this will go well. <laughs> that is a hard success. 21 under 64. And that is not a success. 55 over 46. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Doctor, whatever that thing is, it, it, it has to be some... Uh, massive horse or a dog or something like that uh, it, it, it's just not possible uh, you, you must you must be distracted by all of the uh, blood and the guts flying around you and the various Just things and the flame that make things hard to see it cannot be what I thought I saw I will worry about the people in front of me for now Mr. Forsyth you, however, do not get off that easy. You lose four points of sanity uh, as between the shoulders of these cultists, you see this black, oily, snake-like body ripple forth out of his flesh and its eyes, bestial and crescent-shaped, stare directly into your soul and the howl it gives seems to just echo around inside your ears. Oh, oh my. Uh, well, so, after all this time, I have finally come in contact with the mythos. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you, you may come a little closer into contact with it if you're lucky. Uh, so what I would like to do is I would like to start from the top of our former initiative rounds. Uh, so that would place Miss Lane at the top. So uh, Lillian has made it to the house proper. My question is to you, Morgan, is what is she doing when she arrives there? So these are wide glass kind of um, atrium style doors that lead into the house. Uh, what would she be doing? Where would she be going? 
um, well, she would be going into the house to go look for, like, some sort of weapon, something maybe she can light on fire. I don't know. Something to help protect herself. I'm, I'm shocked you want to burn something to the ground. Um, <laughs> or here's what I I'll do. I want to burn the house down. I want something that can be on fire. <laughs> <laughs> like a torch. Yeah, no. Uh, so what I'd like you to do is give me a luck roll to see if she can find something just by looking around really quick. No. So you look around this room and it seems like this is a setup for catering. So there are uh, uh, cold cut spreads and there are all sorts of uh, different um serving utensils and such like that. But you don't really find, at least in this round, you don't really find in the initial look, uh, you you don't find anything that you would consider a weapon. That will drop to... So, Shay, you have heard this sound that something has made. Luckily, there are too many bodies at this point and far, far too much darkness for you to really make out what's down there. But there is something down there it looks like it's it looks like it's fairly large. Um I'm gonna go towards the house. Okay. Um because I don't have much that I can do here as mm-hmm. of this moment. Okay. And I'm going to keep looking that direction to make sure nobody's going to sneak up behind me or if I can get a better look. Yep. So you'll make your way up towards the house. Um, Miss. You you can see uh, at the top of the stairs that the doors have been flung open, that uh, Erica and Gray are kind of flooding in right behind Miss Lane, and you're not too far away from them at this point. Jake, if you would give me a spot hidden roll, I would appreciate that. I don't want to. Oh, no, I know. 79 or 92, a success. Oh, well, make sure you mark your sheet with a success. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's probably not what you think. I'm, prob- I'm probably not um, doing what you think I'm doing, although I might be doing. Um, so... You watch as the this tall, dark-skinned man. Uh, you watch as he uh, removes himself from the immediate area. He goes beyond where you can see. Uh, it does appear like he's hustling off. You made the hot, the spot hidden roll, so you do see that it seems to be hustling off in the direction of the uh, the manor itself, of the estate. Okay. Uh, I think we'll go from there. So, Jake, it's your action. You hear someone scream at the top of their lungs. It's definitely a male voice. It comes from down in that direction. And the scream is... It's much like what you heard during the war. I will yell, fall back to the house, and then I'll lay down some fire over here and help clear some of these guys away from uh, my compatriots. That is an excellent idea. You do have a man directly to your right who 
seems to be coming just now out of the darkness. Okay, well, I guess I'll shoot him first. Oh, suck. Okay. What hits? Okay, roll damage. Uh, You yell for everyone to fall back, uh, which the folks, even uh, those folks who, um, Dr. and uh, Lawrence, even though there are people around you shuffling and screaming and desperate to get out of the way, when Jack yells to get back, to fall back to the house, uh, you absolutely hear him say it. Uh, You then turn to your right and fire off a shot and make the man's head into a canoe immediately. Oh, okay. (laughs) Fire again at one of the guys around uh, eight. Okay, so looking at the map from your vantage point, you can see that there is, in front of the doctor, there's one man dead for sure. Lawrence has been injured. Two guys that are dead. I see two that are injured. I'm going to go with the one right in front of uh, that Lawrence there. Yep. Okay. Yeah, you drop him. Mr. Forsyth, a man in front of you who you were expecting to have to deal with in but moments drops dead uh, from a gunshot. Doctor, you had turned to assist the older man who'd been stabbed and you knew that you had left your flank, for lack of a better terms, opened because you had to deal with some uh, a medical issue. Um, but it seems that, uh, well, it seems your ears pick up the drop of a body behind you. Um, you can see from the, his vantage point by the fountain that uh, Joe Corey has leveled his pistol and uh, put down one of these other men. I keep my head down and keep uh, attending to this gentleman here. Yep. And so that would make it... Um, that would make it your action, Doctor. And then directly after you, Mr. Forsyth. How is this gentleman in front of me looking? Um, probably good enough to move, but you'll you'll need to get him out of here if you're going to save him. Um, I cannot hoist him on my own. Jack, I need help. Okay. You could make, if you wanted to, Doctor, you could make a um a hard strength roll and try to move him on your own. I'll give it a shot. Wow. The doctor's full of adrenaline. 25 under 55, that is a hard success. Yeah, you draw on the reserves of your own strength and adrenaline and you begin to move him. So what I'll do is I will move you and him. Not all of your move, but you pick up the pace a little bit and get towards closer towards the house. Uh, Jack, he called for help and then start started moving him. They don't seem to, he doesn't seem to go very far, but uh, it's pretty fantastic sight to see. Lawrence, there is a single man in front of you still. I don't know that he is weighing on your conscience as much as what you just saw. I'm torn here because I, I, I know the doctor is behind me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know exactly where the doctor is behind me, but he doesn't move as fast as I do. Mm-mm. So he needs somebody to, to cover him. 
I also heard Jack yell, get to the house. Yep. So what I'd like to do is basically act on defense. I have the knife I picked up, or the machete, essentially, that I picked up from uh, one of the bodies. Yep. I'm not going to attack the person in front of me. I'm going to let him come to me, but I'm going to back up toward the house. Okay, it makes sense. Go ahead and move yourself. Um, you'd probably get as far as... If you're backpedaling, you'd probably easy get as, easily get as far as the doctor. This person who was just about to be on top of you essentially keeps coming. Okay. And uh, he comes into melee range and he is going to take a swing at you. And I'll fight back. Okay. Um, you will have to fight back. So that's a brawl skill, right? Yes, it is. That's a hard success. Oh, very good. Roll damage. Eight. Very good. Okay. Yeah, you cut wide across the chest. And uh, it, because of the curve of the blade that you've picked up, it actually hooks up and into his collarbone. And he doubles over. Yeah. As you take three quarters of his hit points in a single shot. <laughs> Jack, you're going to be able to move towards the house if you want to as part of the move portion of your action. Uh, given that you fired a couple of times, you're going to have to... You're not, you're not going to get as far if you want to place yourself closer towards the house. I go up here. Okay. There's still people hanging around out here? Some of them are, yeah, and it's mostly because they're in shock. A lot of the folks here are uh, just st not stupefied, but they're terrified. You damn fools! This man in particular, who is kind of surrounded by a bunch of bodies in the courtyard, uh, has kept his eye firmly on where the creature is at. Um, it's at that point where you hear what's something that sounds like celery breaking. Oh. It only comes to your mind moments afterwards that it's not celery. No, it's celery. That's totally celery. A snack. <laughs> Jack, you see a black shape move up the stone walkway and you realize it's moving very fast. Uh, and we will go back to Miss Lane. I am going to continue looking in the house for, I guess, some sort of weapon to defend myself with. Okay, so since you've had a round now to, to find one by chance, if you'd like to make a spot hidden roll, you can. Okay. I got a 31 out of 88 for spot hidden. Okay. Uh, you notice in this area at the at one portion of back wall there, there is a fireplace. Over that fireplace, there is an enormous hunting rifle. It would be big for any, uh, even for a man who's, say, as big as Mr. Forsyth. This would be a large rifle. Um, I take the, uh, the hunting rifle. Okay, so you're going to head over there and snatch it up. So this is not a normal hunting rifle, but uh, while I won't make you test per se to hoist it, uh, you are uh, unfortunately forced to grab a chair uh, to get it off the mantle because you're a bit short. Um, do I need to roll anything like luck or something for that <laughs> to make sure I don't fall and break my neck? Um, sure, go ahead and roll luck. I mean, you asked for it. Oh. Uh, watch me fail. 
Oh! <laughs> so I got a 77 out of 42. You did. Um, so you grab the chair over there. Uh, you reach up as high as you can on the chair, and uh, your fingertips only kind of graze the weapon. You're not you're not tall enough, unfortunately, to reach it. It, it, it looked a little shorter than you thought. So you're going to have to jump, spend the rest of your action basically jumping and grabbing it, uh, which you're more than welcome to do so. Um, but when you do, uh, you end up falling back onto the ground. And you have to kind of cradle it down. Um, you don't take any damage per se, um, but the few, the few people who actually witnessed it, um, you think you may have damaged your social reputation for sure. Spectacular. You do see Erica and Gray continue on deeper into the house and they split off. Erica goes in one direction and Gray goes to a what looks like a closet that's nearby this massive sitting area slash dining room. And then the initiative will fall to Miss O'Shea. Okay. Um, I'm basically watching outside the doors making sure people can get in okay like you know ushering people in you know picking people up if they fall sure that kind of thing why don't you go ahead and give me a spot hidden roll you'd be in a perfect position to see what might be happening 55 out of 68 uh you see the dark-skinned gentleman used one other one of the other kind of northernly Staircases, these stone steps that lead up to the courtyard to the house. You see him uh, slink his way onto the courtyard as if he's uh, planning on entering the house. Fun. Then I'm going to keep an eye on him, make sure everybody makes it inside. Yep, it's the same guy that uh, blew dust all over you in the back of uh, Miss Lane's car. So. That bastard. Mm-hmm. Okay, so 65 is done. Jake. You are on 60. Okay, I will continue to the house and push people in front of me, you know, moving. Okay, it's going to slow your progress a little bit if you're trying to coax people. I mean, coax is one way of putting it. Well, I mean, you're a guy with a pistol, so uh, it won't take much of a persuade roll to get people moving, but... I'd go with intimidate. All right, so you're going to be real scary. Go right ahead. I mean, 378. Yeah, you begin to coax people, and then suddenly suddenly, you have a line of four people who are uh, moving far quicker than they were previously. I'm going to move up the uh, stairway. Yeah, you move up the stairway a little bit. You are quickly uh, bottlenecked a bit by the people who are there, but you are getting closer. Then uh, I guess since we're bottlenecked, you know, we're all around so I can cover us from behind. Because you are not directly being assailed uh, Sigmund and Lawrence go ahead and move yourselves in the direction you would be going or take take any action you'd like because you're both on 55 at this point yep I'm moving up towards the house continuing to help support this guy if I can Jack you see this uh, beast whatever it is a single wing massive long, oily, black body, rows of massive teeth, uh, land near the man who refused to move for you. And in a single 
and simple uh, snap of its neck, its head comes down and chomps onto the skull and cracks it open like a fresh watermelon. There's even a significant and juicy pop when it happens. And at that point, we will say. These people have to move quicker. Yeah. 14 out of 57 will absolutely do it. Uh, as insane as that looks, you saw what was in the pit, and that that was worse. You can you can handle this for the moment. Tiff, you watch as the gentleman uh, smashes through a window and enters the home. You lose line of sight on him. Oh, okay. So I can't see where he goes. Okay. It wasn't by me. No, no, it's it was probably a good 30 feet down the way. So he's he's smashed into uh, some sort of window. You're not sure. You don't know the Carlisle super well. So. OK, looking around for a weapon of opportunity. What do I see? A vase, a fireplace poker, a statue. So looking around, you do see. This lane has uh, fallen to the ground. There's a massive thump behind you, which is what draws your attention. Oh. And she's wrestling on the ground with an enormous and almost uh, comical-sized firearm. It's it's easily twice as tall as she is. Okay. Well, I can't shoot that, so... Uh, beyond her is also... Beyond that area, or in that same area, there's also a uh, fireplace. You do see a poker there. I will grab that so that I have something. So you run over and grab the poker. That was Tiff on 65. Uh, Jake, there are several party goers who are hustling in. We're inside, right? You uh, you are almost inside. So I'm going to get inside. I want to make sure that uh, Lawrence and the doctor get in. Okay, so to get in, you'd be about here because that's the doorway. Okay. Uh, you have to push past some of the uh, other party goers, but you do manage to get inside. Uh, and doctor, you are continuing to escort this uh, older man in. Uh, he is behind you. But, uh, but yeah, Lawrence... Uh, and the doctor is both your actions after uh, Jack goes. Do I need another strength roll to get him up and into the house? No, you made a hard success the first time, um, okay. but you know that once you get into the house, you I'm are done. going to be um, physically tired for sure. Okay. Well, then I just push forward and get this man into the house. He's going to need further medical attention, and I'm sure, as I'm sure other people in the house will as well. Okay. You get into the house carrying the old this uh, other gentleman. You put him in a chair directly next to the door, and uh, for the moment, and then you kind of semi half lean collapse on the bar nearby. When I see everybody in the foyer or wherever we're at, I'm gonna yell that he broke in through one of the windows. He's in the house. Uh, Joe Corey comes in. Uh, Mr. Forsyth, I assume you're going into the house as well? Yeah. Um, there is several different noises that you're hearing from the outside, from this garden. 
Uh, there are still some subdued screams, and there's also the sound of what sounds like a group of pigs eating. There's a crunching and a gnawing and sort of a slobbering almost sound that's out there. Um, so yes, uh, Miss O'Shea, you announced that he's in the house. That's what you say. Uh, and then the rest of the investigating crew comes in. Party goers are washing all over themselves. They're, they're running around this area or streaming back towards the uh, open doors at the far end of the hallway. Or at the far end of the room, which which would lead to the front of the house. Uh, and so that will leave it to Miss Lane. Was I able to get a handle on that rifle yet? You do eventually get a handle on the rifle. It probably weighs in excess of 20 pounds. No. It's a pretty big rifle altogether. Your strength being what it is, while you can stand it upright, you're not certain you could even fire it. Are there still um, are there still bad guys or whatever trying to follow people into the house? No, it doesn't appear like any of those guys made it. It looks like, for the most part, uh, they've been either dealt with or uh, they have been... They haven't made it. Okay. Um, I guess I will go join my crew that are all gathered up here in the corner. Are you bringing the rifle with you? Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's more of a security blanket at this point. Pretty much. Uh, I hesitate to say the obvious Miss uh, Lane. Uh, they don't usually keep rifles loaded mounted on walls. Just saying. But just because I can't fire it doesn't mean I can't smack somebody over the head with it. <laughs> so with Lawrence with you uh, coming in the door last, uh, are you shutting the door? I am shutting the door and I am trying to find something heavy to put in front of the door. Uh, well, there are assorted tables. Yeah. So you, you could avail yourself of those tables and chairs. Yeah, I will probably just put a chair in front of it. I, I At that table, I mean, I have no hope of really stopping it, but I can at least slow it down. Okay. Mr. Doyle, you see uh, Joe Corey move towards a nearby room, and he enters this room and then comes immediately back outside. Like, he's in there for maybe five seconds. And when he comes back out, you see that you see him pull the hammer back on a Thompson submachine gun. Nice. <laughs> the guests that have not yet started to flee towards the door, uh, they panic when they see Corey with the submachine gun. His uh, ever close compatriot, Bradley Gray, comes out of that same room with uh, what looks like a, a, some type of a hunting rifle. And uh, Joe Corey begins shouting in a loud voice, Move away from the windows! Move away from the door! Now! Get up and move further into the room. Doctor, as you move away from the doors and the windows, something hammers that section of the house. You see 
just as you're moving away, uh, and actually, because I'm, I'm assuming that, Mr. Dole, you're probably paying direct attention to these this area. Yeah. You see the stonework on top of the, uh, above the door, begin to, to, to splinter and crack. Um, hey, where'd that guy go? Miss O'Shea says that he's somewhere in the house. Yeah, I just heard him break through another window. I don't know where he's at. I'm going to assume he's going for the uh, um, safe. Oh, I'll be heading where, where I know the safe to be. Right, so it's actually not very far at all. Uh, you would know that uh, the safe itself is in the library, and the library is just uh, this yellow floor-patterned room not far off from the main dining area. So if you want to take your move, you would probably make it about towards uh, about where the doorway is. The doors and windows outside get pounded again. And it's at this point uh, that the glass on those atrium doors shatter open. And while you were allowed the benefit of the darkness outside, the inside of the Carlisle estate is bright and lit. A leathery thick-hided oily maw comes in the window it doesn't grab anyone because it's not long enough at this point to get to anybody it fills you with a terrible sense of impending dread so Miss O'Shea yes you have an opportunity here to take an action can I... No, I probably can't. Never know unless you try. Yeah. Oh, I probably can't. <laughs> oh, so is that Lillian by the creature? Um, yeah. I'm assuming you're dragging the rifle. <laughs> On the ground behind me, yeah. <laughs> That's something that Mr. Forsyth, you'd absolutely see. Um, actually, it's probably something that he's somewhat familiar with. Oh, really? Yeah, that's a bush gun. That's a that's an elephant rifle. It's particularly ludicrous on this lane. <laughs> yeah, it does look like a bad anime picture, but I mean, the good part for you is that anime hasn't been invented yet. I'm gonna move there to try and protect the other people in case that creature tries to reach through the window or the doors further. She has got balls of solid iron. She's moving toward it. Well, there are people behind me, so. There are. Never let it be said you were not out for the, uh, you know, heroism trophy for the evening. Um, (laughs) Okay, so uh, I guess that would be James and then Lonnie. I have no hope in defeating this creature, but I have this weird feeling that Doyle is on the right case, or on the right, uh, I think his hunch is right, so I'm going to follow Doyle. Okay, and then uh, Mr. Forsyth. I am going to, upon seeing Miss O'Shea move, unfortunately, into range of the thing, I'm going to move in front of her because this is no, this is nothing 
that maybe if I hit it, I can scare it off. Maybe, maybe. So I'll try and and swing at it. Actually, though, the the problem is is that, well, we have we have guys here who are much better armed than we are, mm -hmm. who don't need to be shooting us. So I'm going to grab Miss O'Shea and drag her back. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. So the question is, Miss O'Shea, then is, are you going to fight back? Um, like a toddler, but probably not by much. I mean, compared to him. Oh, I'm like kicking my legs. I guess the question is what I what I want to know from you, Tiffany, the player, is that are you in your mind ready to stand toe to toe against whatever this thing is? And when Lawrence comes to grab you out of the way, are you planning on pushing him away and standing your ground, so to speak? Because if you are, then he'll have to make a brawl roll and you'll have to make a contested brawl roll. Uh, no, I guess not. I mean, I mean, you might lose that role either way, but yeah, I guess the question is, is if you make the role, what it says cinematically is that you were trying to stay. If you don't make the role, you're simply relenting and giving up. Well, basically, I want to make sure that I'm standing because Dr. Tottenbach is taking care of somebody. So I want to basically shield him from the creature. I was taking care of somebody. Oh, I'm not taking not? care of anybody anymore. No, uh, I got the oh, guy okay. inside and then kind of collapsed my own self. And now I'm limping along behind Jack. <laughs> when Jack is. Oh, OK. OK. Then who's the person next to me? I know that's. This this gentleman here, right here. Mm -hmm. He is a party goer. He was the person the doctor was helping. This man is limping basically towards the exit. That's what that's where he's trying to go. OK, well, then I'll. I mean, I'll back up a little bit if he's going to try and pull me out of the way, but I'm basically keeping myself in between those people and the creature. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. So I'll move you just a titch back. And then, Lawrence, you want to stand essentially in front of her. Okay. But I want to keep out of basically out of uh, the line of sight of the guys with the large firearms. I don't want to accidentally get hit because they decide to shoot at this thing, whatever it is. Right, right. Uh, to that end, uh, Mr. Gray, with his sporting rifle, uh, fires it in a completely different direction. And uh, he ends up connecting with you see. Uh, people from behind. And so you begin to see a couple of these same strangely dressed men with long red ribbons hanging from uh, their uh, headdresses come in. And we are back to Miss Lane. Um, so those guys are coming into the room, right? There's the dude on the left. They are. Um, Probably the more pressing matter you see is that this creature has finally stuck its noggin in the room. Uh, and you had caught glimpses of some things before, um, but it's at this point where you're going to have to make a sanity roll. Is it? Oh, yeah. Um, because its neck, its body begins to morph and change and almost pour into the hole 
that it's made in the atrium glass windows. So that way it can get, it's seeming to get more of itself into the room. 54 versus 43. Very good. Uh, so you lose six points of sanity as your mind can't possibly fathom the fact that an organism can push through a hole such so small in comparison to its body and still retain the eyes and teeth and sickly, oily black flesh as it can. So what I'd like you to do is make me an intelligence roll. Aha. <laughs> okay. So you have failed this roll, and that is the best outcome. Because <laughs> uh, as we found in a previous adventure, if you succeed on this roll, as Miss O'Shea did in your apartment, it might cause you to begin burning things to the ground. Um, so your brain can't possibly comprehend what's going on, but you are absolutely uh, shocked and stunned by what's going on. Um, but what would you have done on your action? What would I have done? Yeah, because it's still your action. Probably would have found a chair. To... Okay, but I don't get to make my action correct since Sandy. Um, I'm I'm willing to roll with it. Just what, tell me what you would have done. I would have prepped my big old gun on a chair and shot at that damn thing. Okay. So you move over and you kind of push Mr. Gray out of the way, hauling your kind of almost like a toddler pulling a a choo-choo train. You kind of pull the gun over and slam it onto the table because it's really the only thing that can hoist this uh, and hold this massive weapon. And you give a hoot (laughs) and a cheer. And you crank back the big hammer that's on the back of this gun. And so what I'd like you to do is I would like you to make me a luck roll. (laughs) Okay. You pull the trigger and there's a big click and nothing happens. Story of my life. Where's the earth shattering kaboom? Yes, exactly. There is no earth shattering kaboom. It was supposed to be. I was promised an earth shattering kaboom. I was promised to a shattering kaboom. Yes, precisely. Very good. Mr. Doyle. Yes. It's your action. It will continue on. You did see what happened behind you. You heard all the craziness going on back there, but you're continuing on. I move. So tell me when you move into the hallway, what you're doing. What's the... plan is to uh, through the door well okay so there's a door here that's the first door there's a door here this door specifically the second one with this yellow flooring this is the library area okay so that would be the area for the safe that's where I'm going okay very good you may enter the library and I would do so. You enter the library. You turn the lights on. They have fancy electric lighting in here. Ooh. You don't see anybody in the library, but you're here. You're gonna just chill here for the moment. I'm gonna. I'm gonna step back out in the hallway. Ah, okay. You step back out into the hallway. Doctor, you follow Jack shortly thereafter. I absolutely do into this hallway. Should we check all the rooms one by no. one? 
Yeah, we're going to have to. Uh, I'll go around the corner and start there. Why don't you just check that room right next to you, and I'll check this room over here. Don't we already know? We already know what's in the one in the north, don't we? That blue room? Actually, no, you're not sure what's in the blue room. Oh, okay. I thought we already knew what was in there because what's his name went in there. Yeah, I mean, you saw you saw Mr. Gray go into there that room, but you don't, you weren't in it, so you don't know what's in it. All right. Well, then I will start with that one. Okay. So you walk over to the door and you open it. Uh, you see, when you open it, you see someone aim a pistol at you, and it's Eric Carlisle. Nine. <laughs> nine, nine for nine. It is me, Dr. Oh. Sigmund Dattenbach. Oh. What is, what's going on out there, doctor? She seems panicked. You need to stay in here and stay safe. There is a man inside your house, among other things, that mean you harm. So you need to stay safe. Hear a roar from outside, doctor. I emphasize a look and gesture towards, gesture towards the, the sound. Uh, and then close the door. So that's your two's actions. Um, Mr. Forsyth, if you're going to swing on this thing, now's the time. Did I, I? I saw him shoot at, but not at the creature. So I assume there's something behind me. Yeah, that, that well. is your assumption. Yep. I'm going to keep backing up. I'm going to try and herd people toward the kitchen. Okay. I will explicitly tell them, get to the kitchen. Okay. You begin hurting people. Uh, does that include Miss O'Shea? That includes everyone who isn't, uh, who isn't uh, currently armed to fight any of this stuff. <laughs> okay. Uh, this party girl who had been near the bar trying to cover and just kind of stay low, she moves out and tries to get towards, she tries to go to the far, she basically tries to cross your face to go mm -hmm. to the far end of the area. And this creature's maw snaps down on her waist and engulfs her pelvis and her upper torso in a single bite and crushes it. Natural selection. <laughs> wow. Darwin Award. Uh, it is gruesome and just utterly dehumanizing to watch. There are some more screams uh, from her. And the toughest part for you to deal with as she's being gobbled up is she's staring at you. I suppose you want me to make a sanity roll here. No, that's okay. I'm going to turn Let's... around so that Lawrence and I are back to back, basically. Okay. Oh, cool. So you turn around and you realize that there are other cultists now streaming in from the front doors. Great. Great idea to be back to back then. Uh, one of them has engaged the man that the doctor helped get into the the uh, get into the house, and he's beginning to chop him up into smaller pieces. It seems. I can see a couple of new, fresh, red red marks over his uh, coats and his arms. I'm just gonna lean back and tell Lawrence. Um. So we got company on the other side too. Which company is more preferable, Miss O'Shea? 
Um, the people back here. Right? Because they look like people, right? Yeah, they're people. Well, at least you think they're people. Then okay. perhaps we should we should move to a different area? I don't know that we have much choice unless you shove them down the hall where Jack and Sigmund were going, and I don't know that that's a good idea either. Get to the kitchen! Um, you hear automatic gunfire open up, and Miss O'Shea, your words get drowned in a hail of bullets. The uh, large caliber machine gun that Joe Corey is holding begins its staccato soundtrack and it's difficult to hear anything at this point even the screams uh, over that weapon oh yeah he begins a volley of fire and the interior of the door and this creature begin taking bullets Uh, his compatriot uh, Mr. Gray uh, lines up another shot and fires at the cultist who's trying to cleave the last bit of blood out of the party goer that Sigmund saved. But this shot goes wide. Lonnie, to their credit, some of uh, two of the party goers seem to have gotten what you would consider far enough away from the fray. One of them actually makes it inside the kitchen. So, you know, one out of nine isn't bad. We take our victories where we can get them. <laughs> Miss Lane, it is now your action. Um, yeah, since my gun doesn't apparently work and it's well, really heavy. I, you, you can make a roll to attempt okay. to do well, a rifle roll to to, to attempt to un- understand what's wrong with it. Oh, all right. I will make a rifle roll. Mm. Extreme success. I see that. Um, so you break open the breech on it and look at this massive elephant gun and you realize that there is a wooden block that has been placed over the firing pins so that way it doesn't accidentally go off. Well, you simply remove that piece. You, with a quick whistle, whistle free the dust that are on the inside and snap the rifle back into position. Awesome. Can I shoot it now? Sure. Before you shoot, Lawrence and Maeve, give me spot rolls. I failed that. 88 over 45. (laughs) Mm, Okay. Ooh, I failed too. Awesome. You're probably a little bit more concerned with the people who are streaming in behind you than to see this. Um, Okay. Miss Lane, uh, the floor is yours. Um, do I notice the people coming in behind us or, or the guys, or do I still just focus on the, um, the big <laughs> Your focus has been solely on this creature really ever since, uh, you came in here looking for a weapon and after you heard it, uh, scream and roar, your, your concern has been strictly this thing is terrifying. Okay. Um, yeah, then I want to shoot my gun at it. My elephant rifle. Big elephant. Okay. So it's a rifle roll. 57 out of 65. Okay. So uh, the gun goes off. You were fairly certain when you heard the click, Lawrence, that that weapon wasn't loaded. 
You are absolutely wrong. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> it goes off. Mr. Doyle, doctor, down the hallway, you hear this gun go off. So, Morgan, I would like you to roll 3d6 and then add four points to it. All right, so I got a 12. Yep. Uh, the gun goes off, and one of the barrels belches fire, and when it hits this creature, uh, you can see a moment of confusion, and then its eyes narrow. So I made it angry? I mean, you don't really have a degree in settling, setting the facial features of mythos creatures just yet, so you're not really sure. Uh, Miss O'Shea, it's actually your action on 65. So that takes you completely by surprise. And when the gun goes off, uh, you don't hear much else after that. It's an Idis. Right. Excellent. Well, um... Even if Lawrence is backing up, I'm going to end up backing or walking into the dude in front of me, the guy with the gun. Yeah, you're going to you're going to end up walking into gray. So I'm going to step aside from him and basically cover his six. Okay, so gray is actually if you move that far back, gray will be facing you because his rifle is. He's taking shots at the people behind him. Okay. Come on. There. Okay. That's fair. And then th- that's fine. That's your movement. Are, is there any, are you doing anything else for your action? Probably helping pick Lillian up off the floor. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely <laughs> fair. Um, she, While well, she did brace it on the table, uh, the kick on the gun was something tremendous. So... If you'd like to assist her with, say, a dex roll, you can help get her up off the, the floor and maybe reposition her, uh, what we would call, field cannon uh, onto, onto the table. Nope. You could spend you could spend luck on that. Uh, let's see. How much luck do I have? Um, yeah, I'll spend four. That's fine. Okay. You dig deep and you help pick her up and kind of help write the the gun a little bit the one of the barrels is still smoking thanks for that uh, the creature turns a bit and pushes most of its neck in through the hole it snaps out and attempts to connect with Mr. Corey which it does tremendously well. Oh, jeez. So the question now is, how bad is it for Joe Corey? <laughs> Not, is it bad, but how bad? Uh, you see the creature latch on to uh, latch onto Joe's chest, and he bites down, and Corey collapses, and that is damage and damage bonus for those of you uh, tracking at home. He screams. His arms go limp as the creature's oily black head and eyes are suddenly awash in red mist, uh, as is most of the floor around Mr. Corey. 
Joe won't be taking any actions anytime soon. Ever again. Uh, quite possibly. Joe's actions will include bleeding and lying on the floor. Uh-huh. Dan is probably out now. Yes, he won't be going to any spring formals anytime soon. Uh, you see Gray still rifle in hand, loads, uh, lines up another shot and uh, manages to strike uh, the man who was uh, just about to finish off one of the party goers. And uh, that that cultist takes a, a fairly grievous rifle wound. Jake. Oh, I will be going through that next door. What, what, what's happening? What happens? You go through the room. Make me a spot hidden roll. Be 292. Okay. You look over this small, what looks like relatively small study or office that's adjourned here. Uh, you see that there are... There's a desk, there's a couple of closets, um, some shrubbery. You see that the window is broken, but you don't see anybody in here. Move out. Doctor. Uh, I guess I'll be checking the probably the next room around the corner if he's positioned him in cell, push it, positioned himself in front of the third doorway. I'll go to the next one, that fourth doorway around. Okay. Go ahead and head down that way. Uh, when you pop open that door, give me a spot hidden roll. 39 under 70, that is a success, sir. Okay. Um, at the far end of this room, what in what, what appears to be uh, a... You're not sure if it's a private... This, this room... Well, it looks like it has two beds. Doesn't look like it's been used in a while. Uh, if memory serves correctly, uh, from some of the notes that you'd read from Huston, for a time, uh, Benet and Roger stayed here at the estate. Uh, so this room looks like it's got, it's been set up, or it was set up at one point for multiple people to sleep in. And at the far end of the room, you see a sweaty, tall African man who has his gaze directly at you and his hand raised up, open palmed, so no weapon. And he has a very murderous intent in his eyes. Um, I want to grab something near me a uh, preferably a weapon of some sort that I can throw at him and uh, I'd like to utilize my pulp skill to do it is what which one would you like to use I believe I have the pulp skill where I can find whatever I need in a scene something along those lines let me let me look at the exam resourceful always seem to have what they need in hands but you may spend 10 luck rather than make a luck roll to find a certain piece of useful equipment so if you'd like to spend 10 luck and then tell me what useful piece of, uh, you know, thing that you'd like to find. I will spend 10 luck instead of uh, instead of trusting the luck rolling itself because uh, my rolls have been good and I don't want to tempt the faints right now. This seems pretty important. Um, sure. And I want to find something 
decently heavy that I can grab and toss at him uh, because he's got his hand up and I've seen him already pull some pretty hinky stuff with just a hand up and a few murmured words. So I want to interrupt that that murmuring of words as quickly as I possibly can. So something something heavy or and or sharp that I can throw at him. Okay, um, easily. So you find uh, at a moment's grasp, you find a heavy, like a, a, a torch, a flashlight, but an old school, like one of the era, which means it probably weighs a couple of pounds. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a large dry cell battery and uh-huh. one of those time. Okay, perfect. Then that gets launched at him. So you're going to make a throw roll. Okay. And yes, throw is a skill. 92 out of 20. That was a failure of a roll. <laughs> not, not good. You pitch it at him. Uh, it, it sails wide right. And it's at this point where you're going to make an opposed pow roll. All right. Awesome. I get a bonus die when making pow rolls. Uh, that is you my do. other pow skill. So That's I rolled good. twice. You do. Okay. You do. Okay. Uh, under this system. Yeah. 46 under 65. Okay. Um, he murmurs something deep and dark. It the, the very words and pronunciations that he uses belie any sort of human tongue. They twist and knot your organs and cause your chest to palpitate as they deepen the darkness in the room. For a moment, you see utter darkness but you are able to push it away and snap out of it uh, soliloquy Jack he's here and on that note I'm going to close this session down and we'll pick it up the NYC finale will pick up next session as the uh, Old Ways podcast does Masks of Narlathotep I hope you're all enjoying it I hope you're all having a wonderful time Uh, through the play along. So uh, we will pause there and see what befalls our investigators in the finale next week. Thank you so much.